just showing those vulnerable moments and showing that you don't always have to be okay at all times, you know, it's fine. Like, I think some people do try and put on a front and, you know, want to be strong every minute of the day and sort of say, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. But actually, no, like we're allowed to be vulnerable. We're allowed to be weak. We shouldn't have to be you know, stuck ahead if we're feeling down or sad, and especially with PCOS. I just wanted to just keep sending that message that if you are feeling this way, it's okay. It's not necessarily your fault and it can be fixed. And there are people there who, who want to help. Hello and welcome to the Kelly Limber podcast. I'm your host, business mentor, personal brand and style expert on a personal mission to inspire at least five people a day to take action, do something different and just show up as the best person that they aspire to be. Love all your messages, your DM on Instagram. Come and say hi, Kelly Loomberg official. I'd love to know if you could be inspired by something that you've heard on this podcast. Keep them coming. It really makes my day and also makes the guests say known that they've had this amazing impact. So today's guest is Georgie. She's a degree qualified nutritionist, level three personal trainer and a health coach specializing in PCOS. Now, after years of suffering um, from PCOS, she's managed to reverse these symptoms, lose 35 kg, get her menstrual cycle back and clear her skin through diet and lifestyle alone. And she's on a mission now to help other women understand that PCOS can be reversed naturally and that you can live a happy and healthy life. And she also says the best part is she still gets to drink wine, party and eat naughty treats and feel great, which you can do too. So really hope you enjoy this episode. I do think one of the big takeaways from this was even if you don't suffer from PCOS, you will hear how genuine and authentic Georgie is and why she believes that as an entrepreneur, you know, being authentic is one of the best business strategies. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to the show, Georgie. It's great to have you here after, you know, meeting at so many events and now we actually get to connect and, and share your story. I know, honestly, thank you so much for inviting me on. It's been amazing sort of seeing you around Dubai and actually connecting. And you were one of my mentors on the Get Zone competition thing as well. So as Absolutely. soon as I saw it, I was like, she's my kind of girl. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. So why don't you give everyone a little bit of story, a backstory as to why we're here, what we're talking about? Because we're talking about a really important um, subject that I don't think is given a lot of airtime and you can maybe go into that a little bit in more detail but let's just rewind and give people a little bit of a backstory. Sure so hi everyone my name is Georgie I'm a qualified nutritionist personal trainer and now I specialize as a PCOS health coach. PCOS stands for polycystic ovarian syndrome and it now affects one in eight women who are actually diagnosed but they predict oh. it's one in five due to just sort of lack of education across the world and awareness. Um, So I personally went through it for 15 years. It's basically a a hormone imbalance condition and a metabolic disorder where you don't ovulate. So you get irregular periods or no periods at all. And because of that, you get increased levels of insulin, which increases your testosterone and your cortisol. And it's a huge sort of chaos of hormones in your body, which then can bring on some really nasty symptoms such as um, uncontrollable weight gain, acne, hair loss, hair growth in in sort of nasty areas on your face, um, anxiety, depression. It's a whole host of just really difficult things that women have to deal with. And yeah, I went through it sort of for 15 years back and forth on birth control, different drugs, different diets, trying everything. Um, And then sort of I figured out myself how to reverse the condition naturally, 
came off all my meds about six years ago. Um, and now I basically am PCOS free. And I'm trying to help as many other women as possible sort of really understand and educate in the sort of nutrition and lifestyle and understand actually you can make changes with your diet to really, really help with the condition. Amazing. What an insight. So how do you know then? So let's go back to basics. So I'm, I, I haven't suffered from PCOS, but endometriosis and, you know, kind of different conditions, but in the sense of just, you know, some of the symptoms that you talked about, you know, I'm familiar with. So yeah. But but it took it took um I was in my 30s and trying for children before they finally actually said this is what you have. How does it happen with PCOS? Do you have to go to the doctors? Do they have to scan you? Or is it just you have these symptoms and then you can put two and two together? Yeah, so you have to basically have two of these three when you go to a doctor to be diagnosed. But again, so many women are unfortunately misdiagnosed because a lot of the doctors actually aren't that clued up on it. So the first one is irregular periods or no periods at all. So I lost my menstrual cycle for a good three years, uh, which is obviously quite scary. Um, And then the next one is high androgen levels. So that's basically your high male sex hormones, your testosterone. So they do a blood test. And then the third one is they would do an ultrasound on your ovaries. And what you would see on the ovary is these black dots. And they are basically baby follicles that haven't been released. So it's basically the shell that then coats the ovary. So you need two of these three to basically be, you know, officially diagnosed with PCOS. However, I've worked with a lot of women, obviously come across a lot of women who actually have fine periods, but they have all the other awful symptoms, um, you know, and maybe not so many on the, on the, but so many follicles on the ultrasound. So it is a really sort of complex condition, I'd say. But I think what it really comes down to is actually how important our, our women hormones are and how much they can influence the body and influence these symptoms. You know, so it is super, super important for us to really take control and take, you know, take care of ourselves. Where did you sort of find, let's say, find the answers? I know a lot of it's kind of um, trial and error and, and experience in yourself. I mean, what, you know, what was that journey like for you when it was like, right, enough, what I'm doing isn't working. I'm going to look elsewhere. Kind of what was that point? Yeah. Like? So I think the biggest thing I want to stress, and this really is where, where I've got the fire in my belly to sort of try and educate as much as possible and go almost against the GPs, unfortunately. I mean, GPs are great and, you know, doctors, and so, of course, they are. They're amazing in this world, but they are not PCOS experts. And the pharmaceutical world is very powerful where, you know, they tell you to basically take medication to cure something. Unfortunately, birth control does not cure PCOS. So I was basically put on birth control for a good 10 years, pumping my body with all the synthetic drug. And unfortunately, what it actually does is it completely suppresses your natural hormones and it it quite literally shuts your menstrual cycle down so I went through a really turbulent roller coaster your white trial and error trying different fad diets restricting binging I got into a really bad relationship you know with my body and with food because nothing was really working I couldn't understand how to shift the weight you know how to reverse it all because what birth control does is kind of acts as like a plaster over a wound so you're not actually fixing the root cause because when it suppresses your hormones, yes, it might suppress your testosterone a bit. So people who suffer with acne or the hair growth, that will stop or like, you know, that will become a little bit better. But unfortunately, when you come off birth control and say you want to come off to conceive, you're going to have a whole root of problems because all of those uh, symptoms are going to come back sometimes even worse with a vengeance. And the worst one as well is, is to ovulate. You know, this is why we have such a problem now with infertility being so high at IVF and everyone you know, trying for the babies is because of birth control. Like I, it took me when I came off the pill just over two years to get my, my actual cycle back and my natural bleed. 
because a pill bleed is not a real bleed. And that's really important. What I really want to share today is, you know, ladies, if you are thinking of conceiving and you are on birth control, like, please really, you know, think about coming off because it will take your body a, quite a long time to sort of readjust, reset and get back to its sort of natural level. So, yeah, so that was sorry. That was sort of my my journey with it. And I guess like how how I got to where I am is is I did nutrition as my degree. Um, I then did a few other qualifications. I basically fell in love with, you know, understanding the body and food as medicine. And yeah, just really took sort of control of my health, I guess. And I managed to lose about 30 kilograms. And don't get me wrong, I'm a female, we all fluctuate right over different times of your life. But I have managed to keep most of it off, to be honest. And I think that is just really down to understanding the types of foods that you need that really work for your hormones. So, you know, eating sort of, let's just say like, a high GI food or like something that's really sugary, like a, a cake or a pastry, that's unfortunately going to have a spike in your insulin. And this is what leads to sort of cravings and a whole blood sugar roller coaster, um, which can cause a lot of, you know, a lot of issues for women. So I think the biggest thing for me has been consistency, consistency with my exercise, um, consistency, of course, with my food, but also my, my business is called it's PCOS party, because I really want to try and let women know that it doesn't have to define you you can still go out and have fun. You know, I drink wine every weekend and I go dancing and I eat pizza, but 80, 20% is what we have to look at it by. I love that. We can be friends. You drink wine and you eat pizza. Yeah. <laughs> it's my favourite thing. So. <laughs> it's literally my favourite. While we're kind of on that topic, because yeah, it is balance and, and what have you. And again, I've been told the same with endo, you know, foods, inflammatory, you know, if, if there was a few great foods to have, or does it depend on the person? And then maybe a few foods that it's like, you know, you really shouldn't be kind of eaten or, or are particularly bad for um, PCOS. Yeah. So what I would say is we don't want to look at food that is like good and bad, right? Because that's when we can develop quite an unhealthy relationship. There are definitely more foods that are obviously more nutritious and healthy for us and then not so healthy. So yes, what I would say the biggest one is to focus on a low GI diet GI stands for glycemic index. And this is basically how quickly you, when something in your stomach, it spikes your blood sugar. So a low GI diet obviously will actually just be a bit of more, more of a slow burner. So it won't spike as quickly and it, it keeps you fuller for longer. Your energy levels last longer. So starting your breakfast, sorry, starting your day with sort of a high protein, sort of low carbohydrate with a bit of healthy fats. So like the best breakfast would be, you know, eggs, a bit of smoked salmon and avocado. That's an amazing sort of all round great that you're getting your proteins, your fat and a good carb. The next thing I would say is anti-inflammatories for sure. Like PCOS is an inflammatory condition. So Mm. we want to be really feeding our bodies with lots of sort of omega threes and sixes, you know, oily fish is great. So like two or three portions a week, if you can, of salmon, tuna, mackerel, seafood's great. Um, And of course, just upping the protein as much as possible. Um, whether that's with lean meats or, you know, if I work with vegans, vegetarians, you know, lots of lentils and beans or tofu and tempeh, they're all great. And then when it comes to sort of, you know, carb, everyone thinks carbohydrates are the enemy. They're really not. I promise you, everyone, we need carbs and they're actually great and yummy for us. It's just Bring sort of staying away from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bring on the pizza. But I would say just really try to avoid sort of everything that is, you know, beige as such. So your white breads and your white rice and your white pasta. We want to be going more whole grain down that route. Um, quinoa is amazing. Um, sweet potato is a really good low GI. So sweet potato fries, girls, if you're out, have some sweet potato fries, fantastic. And yeah, those would be the, the main things I would say is just we want to be reducing the inflammation and controlling our insulin as much as possible. 
Love it. Like that is really, really, really good information. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'm curious on a sort of a business perspective. You know, you're talking, you're in the Middle East, you're talking about something that's really quite personal. And we're going to get into sort of, you know, the 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 sort of being the vulnerable and sharing all that in just a moment. But how do people take it when you start talking about this? Like what's the sort of do people get embarrassed or you know, we're in a purely conservative country. What's yeah. back, if any? To be honest with you, I've I've actually had an absolutely amazing experience here. Like, I think there is such a like women empowerment movement at the moment, especially in sort of the, the since you know twenty twenty two. Right, we've been having so many events. I think on Instagram, everyone is just like supporting and opening up and talking about these things. You know, I've got a few friends like um, my friend Iman who started Ketish and that's all about sort of women and sexual pleasure and sort of why we're not allowed to talk about these things when we really should be. You know, we shouldn't be embarrassed about this because it it should be all normalized. And to be honest with you, I've really not had any, any like bad feedback, if I'm honest. I actually get guys asking me about it all the time. Like I'm really Mm -hmm. proud of what I do and I talk about it all the time. And I'm just trying to sort of educate and, you know, I say I've had like, trainers before like you know personal trainers like PCOS does affect your training as well depending on your hormone levels and how yeah. how much energy you have where you are in your cycle so I'll literally call people out and be like do you know what PCOS is and if they say no I'll take my time to you know tell them about it because it's one in eight it should be it might be one in five like that is such a huge you know huge number and I do just think like Dubai really has been for me anyway so supportive so many females are just like wanting to just you know, open up a bit more and and not feel embarrassed. And I'm hoping that we're all trying to work together to create a community in a safe space, right? It's all about feeling safe, I think. Yeah, which I'm um, looking forward to the yeah, event that we're having about yeah. that safe space. So we're, we're, we're working, we've got an event on Friday and, you know, we're talking about that aspect of being safe and sharing and being open and honest. And you're one of our, our speakers, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's it's been a bit of a whirlwind the past few months to me, which is great. Like I, I started a business, uh, you know, just under two years ago, really. And a lot of it, you know, it's just me. So a lot of it has been, you know, learning as I go and building on the socials and the content and trying to get exposure. But I think the biggest thing for me the past few months has been going to all these events and actually getting a little bit more presence here, you know, and having females come to me and say, oh, you're the PCOS lady, like, please, can you help me? And it's just been really nice, like having that support and actually now sort of getting recognized and, you know, hard work pays off, I think. And when you're really passionate about something and you actually have an answer to help people, then, you know, you've just got to keep going and and everything's falling into place at the moment. That's so good. But I do think there's a lot of that coming together, you know, watching from a personal brand perspective. You know, I've, I've seen you at the event. So this is how we are speaking now when you're sharing more messages because I saw you at an event. But every time that we have had an interaction, whether it's been on um, over social media or it's been in person, it's very, uh, you you are you. And I think that's one thing that, which sounds silly, but I think a lot of people aren't them, if that makes sense. And you yeah. are very, you're, you're, you're very open and vulnerable and share information with everybody, but you are who you are. Maybe kind of elaborate a little bit more on that because I think too many people aren't and that is your USP yeah you know what you're so right with that um I think I guess maybe one of the reasons why you know females come to me and they feel like they can sort of trust me and talk to me is because I I I pride myself thinking I'm quite a kind open person and I'm very raw and and real 
on my Instagram, you know, I will talk on my stories and like, I mean, I've just put on today, like I've had a, a, you know, a couple of low days, but I'm on the treadmill and I'm picking myself up and, you know, just, just showing those vulnerable moments and showing that you don't always have to be okay at all times, you know, it's fine. Like, I think some people do try and put on a front and, you know, want to be strong every minute of the day and sort of say, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. But actually, no, like we're allowed to be vulnerable. We're allowed to be weak. We're allowed to ask for help. You shouldn't have to be you know, stuck in head if we're feeling down or sad, and especially with PCOS, right? 40% of women have reported that they have, they, they have depression with PCOS. And that is a huge, huge number. You know, so I just wanted to, to, to just keep sending that message that if you are feeling this way, you know, it's, it's, it's okay. It's not necessarily your fault and it can be fixed. And there are people there who, who want to help. Let's talk a little bit about on the the sort of the business element because you've taken you've you've gone into a niche which again is another another really kind of there's so many people that can touch on the nutrition and the health and and PT but what you've done is gone no I want to tackle this particular area and I'm sure other people come to you that don't just have PCOS but that's your kind of marketing and that is so clear in the sort of business and brand space to at least market with a niche which you've done and then other people will you know find out like if myself for example with um endometriosis i am sure coming to you and doing your program i will find results in it for me but you've targeted it through the marketing is what i'm trying to say so i guess on from that point business so how do you make this a business because as much as you know you're passionate about this and what does your business model look like? You do one-to-one coaching, you've got an online course, like how have you made yeah. that work for you and your niche? Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I think right. my first thing I'm going to say about coaches or like a personal trainer or something, if you are still with a personal trainer after three years and you haven't seen results, they are doing something wrong and you need to move on. Okay. Coaches should be in your life for a period of time where they help you, they guide you, they advise you, they, they change some habits, you know, the accountability, all of that. But then by the end of it, you are then left, you know, they can go into the big bad world on their own, knowing that they can do everything, you know, and they feel confident and great. So yes, I have two coaching programs. One is three month, one is six month. They both are educated pretty much all the same, but they're very personalized to, to the female because as a, you know, PCOS is obviously different for every woman. So I'll look at their symptoms, I'll dive in deep to their root cause and sort of, you know, really build them a proper um, nutrition plan. We have weekly check-in calls, which I think is so important for the accountability to really keep them like focused. And I'm that little voice in their head being like, you know, they can't like, they can't really, you know, go wrong as, as, as such. And the six month one is again, the same, but we just have two check-ins throughout, throughout the month. Um, then I do do like one-to-one consultations and some personal training as well. Um, and then I also have my online course, which is something that women can do on their own. It's got, you know, sort of 55 chapters, shopping lists, recipes, workouts, it's a whole bundle of everything you kind of need to know for PCOS. But that's for someone who might be slightly more self-motivated mm-hmm. um, and just really maybe has done sort of a few changes. But because there's so much misleading information out there, this sort of kind of, you know, summarizes it all and really gives a clearly clear guidance of what you actually need to do so yeah that's just literally a link sort of in my bio and they can pay and off they go and they get into access for life well you mentioned earlier about you know going to events you know over the past sort of few months and and what an impact that's had on you would you say that's been one of your sort of best marketing strategies or you know as a lot of people listen to this are own in their own business what what's worked well for you in terms of marketing what you're doing 
Yeah. So if I'm honest, I'm. It's been a bit of a trial and error. So I, I've been paying. I tried to do sort of an ad, an ad campaign as such. You know, on the on the Facebook ads and whatnot. And I had a digital marketer come on freelance for a bit. That's been really interesting. Like teething, like you know, you've got to do teething problems. Understand what what works and what doesn't. Where the different markets are. Because I'm online, obviously, I, I can I can I can go global. So I have clients sort of all over, predominantly in Dubai though, because I'm based here. So the ads. I, I would say does work, but we're still trying to really get it down to a final T, you know, of where we need to be really focusing. Definitely the exposure has been great. Um, you know, really putting myself out there and you're right, just networking. Networking is the biggest thing, right? Talk to as many people as you can, show your face wherever you can, you know, just turn up and be present and just talk because you never know, like you might meet someone's mother and their daughter has PCOS, you know, mm. and then straight away that that's a client or like me talking on a stage for, for 10 minutes, someone in the audience could hear the name PCOS and be like, oh my gosh, that's my friend. What I will say is because it's still little old me and I'm not making my millions just yet, hopefully we will do soon. I don't, you know, have the, the you know, the, the money, I guess, at the moment to really invest in like proper PR and like proper sort of marketing. But I'm, absolutely just enjoying this journey and this process and I think you know every day I'm growing more and building more and then suddenly I think you know I will get there and it will all click but I quite like at the moment being quite sort of small and being able to have the time to dedicate to my one-to-one coaching because that's what I really love to do is actually seeing these women change and seeing them build their confidence more and like actually like you know that makes me like so happy and it might not be the biggest money maker, but to be honest with you right now, I, I don't really care. I'm doing something good every day and it makes me feel great. I love, <laughs> I love that you're so passionate about you love what you do and about spreading that message. And, and you know, you say it is so much about that journey because when people go, because you said it's well, oh, I'm not there yet, but that yet, it never actually comes because just a new goal gets set. So there's yeah, always- so true. There's always that sort of journey piece, you know, nearly 20 years in business. And um, there's been so many times, you know, not so much now with all the coaching that I've done in terms of working with coaches. But, um, you know, I'll, I'll be happy when, you know, when I reach this or I know I'll, but you're, you're like now I'm the happiest I've ever been. You know, you're so happy doing what you're doing and everything else is a bonus that kind of comes along with it. So it's such a good attitude. What would you say is a bit of a myth? about what it is that you do that you'd like to use this platform to set it straight okay a bit of a myth and this this does really upset me because I went through it and I know so many females who are I was told I would never have kids um, by three different doctors and obviously that is yeah that's incredibly traumatic for any female to go through so I will set that straight right now peace you you can get pregnant with PCOS girls okay you absolutely can I've actually helped now over 10 ladies who have been through IVF and have been trying for years have come to me, have been on my program and they have got pregnant. Okay. Mm -hmm. You have a uterus, you have a womb, you have ovaries. If you have those three things, you can make a baby. The only problem, the only reason why you can't with PCOS is because you don't ovulate because of the irregular periods. So if we focus on that and get your cycles back with nutrition, with lifestyle, with supplements, if we remove birth control, because that's a synthetic drug and it's not a real bleed, I promise you, you can get pregnant. So that's my biggest one, really, because doctors, you know, it's insane that doctors are still allowed and it still happens in Dubai so much. But especially in Dubai, you know, I hear more and more stories about it. And 
it's just yeah it kind of blows my mind a little bit that there are still so many females you know going to these doctors and they just pop them straight on birth control and and there's not enough education around it you know I really had to do my research and had to read books and books and and sort of understand exactly like what the birth control does and actually there is one book that I will recommend everyone on the podcast they really should read it um give me one that was the next question I was going to ask you what would you what would you recommend (laughs) It's called the Period Repair Manual, and it's the Natural Treatment for Better Hormones and Better Periods by Lara Bryden. She's an amazing, um, follow her on Instagram as well. She's amazing at basically talking about a lot of what I'm talking about and how that we really, uh, you know, our menstrual cycles are incredibly important as a female for so many things in our bodies. And it is actually completely insane when you think about it, that us as females that already have such um, fragile, you know, fertility hormones, we're then dosing our bodies with synthetic hormone and here's a fun fact for you the birth control was originally made for men and they did the trials on the men they saw the side effects so they thought oh no let's give it to the females so there you go wow you learn something new. Yeah. I love doing these podcasts as well because I, I learn so much on this and um, I really um, I'm grateful for the time that you've shared today how can people find out about you how can women if they're going through this reach out to you what's the best platform share share your details sure so my my website is it's a piece party.com and um, my instagram is where i'm most active if i'm honest um mm-hmm. so that again it's a pcos party dm me i'm always available i'm very very like on my phone and will reply pretty much immediately um we can set up a free discovery call i do those for about 10 minutes just so you can have a chat with me we can you know see where what your symptoms are and where you need some help and then obviously i can guide you in the right sort of choice whether that's the course or the coaching or or whatever um so yeah please Perfect. follow me message me and i'm here to help love it thank you so much for your time today um it's been so interesting but more than just interesting like really valuable and that just like you say one piece of information shared can have an impact on so many people. So thank you, Georgia, and I will see you soon. No problem. Thanks, darling. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, then please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This is how more people can hear about the amazing stories and guests that we have on here. Even better, you can also share this on social media. Screenshot it and share it on your Instagram or on your Facebook or on your Twitter account. The more people that see these episodes, the more awareness it brings to small businesses and those that are trying to make an impact and difference. And if you want to know more about how you can develop your personal brand, then check out our new website brand new creators designed by our in-house team and we are in the business of helping you to increase your online visibility build industry authority lead change motivate and profit who doesn't want that i look forward to speaking to you soon until next time bye